Hey, welcome back to another episode of Cadaver Indies. I think this is episode 7, is that right? Negative, sir. It is episode 8. Oh, crap, man. See, we're, we're cranking them out faster than usual, so I'm just totally like lost on the numbers here. Faster than usual, man. It's once a month. I know, but before it was like once every, like, I think we got four out in a year. Yeah, listen, yeah, it was it was quarterly. You know, we bumped it up. We're we're working double hard. Um, double hard. Of, that's that's the perfect description of us right now. My gosh, that. Oh my good, I you know what? I just, I just blew my own mind on accident. That is amazing, dude. <laughs> I want to get back to giving you shit because this is where I was about. This is what I was about to do. I know you're sick, man. I know you just got over everything, but you know what? It's time, man. People miss the Johnny Krug, man. We need more of you on the pot of waves. I've heard that, man. People have told me that lately. I didn't think people listened to the show, man. What? Like, you know what's really funny is I have a German guy that from a guy that lives in Germany who, <laughs> who's been emailing me lately talking about like when am I coming back? And I'm like, "You listen to the show?" <laughs> and he's not like an American who like just moved to Germany. He's actually like a German dude. Like his name is something I can't pronounce. Listen, let me tell you something. You are multicultural and um, handsome in any language. Plus, dude, Krug, I, dude, I'll be honest with you. I don't. I mean, I don't listen to a ton of podcasts, but yours was one that I listen to every single week because it's great. So I'm done kissing your butt. But there you go. Well, thanks, I, I just man. want to urge you. I just want to urge you. Well, yeah, no, no. How about I, this? I want to give you the urge, dude. I've been I've been tossing the salad of getting this podcast back out, and the, <laughs> the thing is about Kruger Nation is I think yeah. if I I think when I come back, man, I, I don't think it's going to be. That's my biggest worry about the show. What is that? I feel like I'm going to come back with less movies, and the show is not going to be as like beefy as it was. So what? I, I don't want to I don't want to piss people off or anything. So well, that's you're, not why piss off. you're not going to piss them off, man. Just do it. <laughs> Dude, I'm ready, man. I'm, I'm ready, dude. Well, you. But the thing is, is, dude, is you used to watch um, like five or six movies every episode. That's a lot, man. And and you would do it once a week. Yeah, and and now, see, and that's the thing is now I can maybe squeeze in, man, a couple movies a week. So yeah. Well, the only time <laughs> it's funny because the only time I ever watch movies anymore are for podcasts. That's you know. <sighs> I, it's just, it's unbelievable, I mean, just with how crazy everything is, and I'm not complaining, because, you know, life is good and everything's wonderful, but it's just like, with I, I think that without these various podcasts I do, you know, I wouldn't get to watch awesome movies, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. And then, you know what else sucks about that? Bear syphilis? That, well, syphilis always sucks, but on top of syphilis, and I don't know which is worse, this or syphilis, but sometimes <laughs> when I do the show Hammocus... The, the movies are picked by Brian. He's a boring British guy. <laughs> the movies suck so bad in there. But all I'm saying is, in uh, listen, I'm not. This isn't new. I give him crap all the time about it. Okay, he knows I love him, even though he has really boring taste in movies. Whatever, you know, whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying. I hate to waste it. Even though, you know what I started watching last night. Okay, so let me. I got home last night. I actually recorded the Corpse Cast last night. Get home at midnight, and then uh, for some reason, my wife and I stayed up, and we're just 
you know, talking and watching a movie and stuff like that. Anyway, it's time to go to bed. It's like 3 a.m. I put on a movie, but turned the sound all the way down, and I just started watching it, and it, you know, and it, I, it just made me really, really want to watch this movie. You know what it is? What's that? Freaking RoboCop, man. Dude, RoboCop rocks. Dude, I could not believe... I hadn't seen it in years. I still really haven't seen it in years, because, you know, I put earplugs in, too, to sleep, because my kids are freaking spazzes. So, you know, I, I you know I turned it all the way down so my wife could sleep, and I, you know... But I'm just watching this going, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. And so I gotta, I'm going to try to watch that tonight, too. Just It's just... It's unreal, man. It's a great idea, man. Hey, can I make a confession to you? Uh, indeed. Okay, so, and I'm gonna, okay, I love RoboCop 1 and 2, man. Love them, classics. Uh-huh. But, you know what? I'm one of the only people I know that goes to bat for RoboCop 3, man, by Fred Decker. That movie, well, I, I like it. Decker. You love Fred Decker, too. I, I, mean, I do, so I'm a little biased. Well, you know, in, in bias or not, I mean, maybe it, it's not like a Fred Decker bias. Maybe it's just the fact that you like his style and blah blah blah. You know, whatever, and that's fine. I'll be honest with you, dude. I could, I can't remember, I can't remember part two at all, and I don't know if I've ever seen part three. I mean, I'm just sad that I totally couldn't remember anything. Like Red Foreman's the bad guy. Are you kidding me? I know, man. <laughs> that's so awesome. <clears throat> yeah. So part three, what's so bad about it? Well, people had a lot. I, I don't know why people hate it, but I actually liked it. I mean, all I know is when I say I like RoboCop 3, people are like, oh, that's the worst movie ever. I'm like, no, it's not. It's really decent. I mean, it's not. Like, it's not the, I'm not going to say it's the best movie, but I thought it was just as good as Part 2. You know what? You know what's good about RoboCop, though, is I can fake my wife into watching it with me because she likes uh, action movies. But it is so, like, gory and just gnarly, you know, so Dude. I'm... That scene where Peter Weller, Peter Weller gets like yeah blown to bits. I mean, holy yeah. crap! It's awesome. <laughs> I mean, I, I I didn't watch the whole movie because you know I had the sleep timer on the TV, but oh my gosh, dude! I'm I uh, I it's funny because a guy on the Corpse Cast Facebook page was like, "You should do RoboCop." It was Zach, and Zach's a little bitch anyway. <laughs> Just teasing, but uh, but I'm like, no, I don't know if it's good for the show because I totally forgot about you know what it's about. But I'm singing the praises of RoboCop, man. Dude, RoboCop's almost. I mean, it almost fits into that like uh, cult vigilante type uh, yeah, type, type movie. And you know, I don't remember it being like that. It's been so long because I mean, I mean, you think about uh, you know movies like Savage Streets and stuff. I mean, that might you know, it's kind of like that. Oh yeah, kinda, definitely. You know, I mean, it's it's you know it doesn't have as much. I don't. I didn't see. I can't remember any nudity from last night, but it definitely comes through on the exploitative uh, gore and whatever. Well, I mean, and I can't. I can't blame you for you know thinking back on RoboCop and not having that same impression because if you think about it, I mean, it had a TV show, it had a cartoon. Oh yeah, RoboCop <laughs> serial. I mean, you don't think of it as something that. Plus, I probably watched it on TV. You know, it's been so long, so I probably saw the TNT cut of it. Oh yeah, like that, and that's what I'm remembering. You know what else has a cartoon? Tales from the Cryptid. Tales from the Cryptid. Last night I'm flipping through Hulu. Rambo has one. I, you know, I've heard about that, but I've seen like I've seen what he looks like, but I've never actually seen an episode. Well, it's pretty crappy, but <laughs> I was just like, oh my gosh, this is unreal. The pictures I've seen of it. Did you watch it? Uh, yeah, I watched one episode of it. So is in the cartoon from the pictures I saw, look, he looks kind of like a Mary Me- Melodies commercial or, or a character or something. Uh, no, he kind of looked like. Oh man, it's. 
I don't know. No, I don't know if I would say Merry Melodies, but it's not like uh, He-Man. You know, that whole... Uh, <coughs> oh, sorry, what was that called? The... Uh, that you know that and he there there was Brave Star and the, you know all those kind of cartoons and shit. Oh yeah, and not that, but it was it, it remind. I mean, it's it looked like some other. I can't remember. I'm, I mean, I'm kind of my my childhood was so long ago. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe it looked like uh, GI Joe. Oh, no, I don't remember that. I don't even want to say it. Well, look, look at the plot points of a uh, uh, Rambo cartoon. I mean, what <laughs> is yeah. it going to Afghanistan in it and like taking out terrorists and shit? Actually, it's funny because in this one, it's like he he helped people domestically, and you know the girl from Rambo Three. I think it's supposed to be her. She's all of a sudden a, a master of disguise. <laughs> I don't know if it's supposed to be her or not. I assume it is because it's like some you know the Asian, you know what whatever she was, uh, Vietnamese or whatnot. Man, when you said Rambo Three, all I could think of was Chop Top from Texas Chainsaw Two. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, is that the Rambo Three soundtrack? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, dude. How funny. We we start off the horror podcast talking about Rambo and RoboCop. Whatever, we're good. Hey, it works out, man. <laughs> yeah, I think it's awesome. <laughs> but uh, so today on the episode, we're gonna be talking about the indie flick, The Innkeepers from 2011. Mm-hmm. And uh, but first, we're gonna get into the trivia. The trivia challenge. Why don't you remind the listeners of, of, uh, of, the, of the challenge rules? Okay, so basically the rules of this game are we give each other five clues for a certain movie, and if you can guess it you know, in so many clues, for each one you don't guess right, you get a, you get a hash mark, a point. Mm-hmm. And so uh, right now we're sitting at, I have 12 points, Mike has 11, which yep. means that I'm losing right now. So, um, But it's a tight game. Oh, a, a really tight. But basically, the winner has to. Well, the winner doesn't have to do anything. The loser has to do the Sprite Banana Challenge, <laughs> which is going to be Banana. like <laughs> while listening to Goodbye Horses. Oh shit! I forgot about that part of yeah. it. Yeah, in in uh, we're gonna we're not gonna make anybody tuck their wieners. Just... <laughs> well, hey, that's not. I mean, you can. I was gonna say, I mean, it's you, not a requirement. Listen, if you, if you me spend not your nights at home and you tuck your dick, that's fine. All right. And you and you know what? While you watch it, we would appreciate it if you tucked your dick. <laughs> Just to know that that's going on. Because I'm, I'm getting care. into music, so people are going to be watching me. So it's like, you know what? I wonder, the, I wonder where I, people can find my uh, the, my last one, the uh, the egg, sal- egg salad sandwich while watching slaughtered vomit dolls. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. And if uh, if you're new to the show and you haven't seen that video, you should definitely check that one out because. I'll have to, I'll, you know, hopefully if I remember, I'll put it on the show notes, but, uh, yeah. That, it's on YouTube. Yeah, I don't know if it's listed, though. I don't... Uh, I, all I know is just hearing the sounds of that movie make me want to throw up. Gosh, dude, it was, it is so gnarly. Let's see. So this one, though, this one, there'll be actual vomit, so... Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't end up, spoiler, I didn't end up vomiting, but... Oh, it it made me sick to my stomach for a long time. If you go to corpsecast or if you go to corpsecast dot com and click on the videos link, it's a few posts down. So, did you end up watching any of the Sprite Banana videos? I did, and those were gnarly, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Like, did you see any of them where they didn't puke? No, every single one. Oh, and by the way, I just lied to you. It's not there. <laughs> 
No, yeah, but as far as those, as far as that happens, oh yeah, they, they were definitely puking. It's, I mean, not only were they puking though, it was like projectile. Yes, I mean, it was gnarly. It was pretty gnarly. So that's all. That's good news, man. That's all good. Well, you know what gets me is you hear things about that, like uh, the Sprite and bananas, or like the Diet Coke and Mentos. Oh yeah, yeah. Like that's another one that supposedly makes your <laughs> your intestines like erupt out of your mouth. Well, that's great. I mean, there's that just sounds awesome. Stuff erupting out of mouths uh, sounds hot. Um, I am again double hard, but whatever. <laughs> double hard. What do you say? Do you want to get into this? Uh, to get in the trivia challenge? I want to do it, man. Uh, you want to go first? Or you want me sure. to go first? Um, I'll, want me to ask first? I'll ask. I'll uh, or, or you, you ask first? Okay, ask first. Movie number one. It's a let's see. This is a demonic horror comedy from 1995. Demonic horror comedy. Yep. I'm going to say Night of the Demons 3. Ooh. No. No dice. Question number 2. The priest figure the priest in the movie figures out that the antichrist is going to be born on Christmas. Dude, I don't know if I've seen this. Oh, really? It doesn't sound familiar. I got nothing for that, man. All right, I'll go to question number three. Then this isn't going to help because there wasn't a lot of like, there wasn't like a lot of uh, um, uh, trivia about this. So I just kind of kept adding a little bit of uh, story plot points. I did that too with a couple. <laughs> well, good. So I mean, if you haven't seen it, you're basically screwed, which is good for me. But. Question number three, this priest recruits some folks to help him stop the birth of the Antichrist. One includes a heavy metal fan, and the other is a TV personality that runs a show about the occult. Dude, oh, is it, um, why can't, is it the movie with, um, oh, what the hell's her name? Psychotic Symphony doing the soundtrack, like a lot of the songs? It's, no, it's not, it's not what I'm thinking. I'm thinking of, it's a, I'm thinking of a full moon movie. Oh, no. No. Yeah. I mean, maybe. I yeah. mean, yeah, I'm, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Bad channels? Nope. Okay. Nope. Sorry, man. That's three. Question number four. It has a cameo from Satan himself. Apparently, he's a big biped goat beast. Yeah, dude, I don't think I've seen that. Really? No, it doesn't sound familiar. Okay. Uh, do you want me to go with question number five? Yeah, let's go on. All right, filmed in Spain by by a Spanish director. Oh, I don't know, man. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't think I've seen this. Oh, I thought okay, so uh I I think me and Sam did this on the Cadaver Lab, Day of the Beast. Oh, no, I haven't seen that. Oh, you haven't. It it's uh oh, dude. Okay, well, I'm sorry you got 5. <laughs> kind of. But Yeah. But dude, um it's a great movie. Check that one out. It's Spanish. It has subtitles and whatnot. It's really good. It's funny as shit, too. Oh, dude, Day of, The Day of the Beast. I'm going to check it out, man. Yeah, do it, man. I'm going to write it down right now. El Dia del Bestia. Bisto. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. seriously. It's a good movie. I, I hate that I, you haven't seen it. I only choose movies that I've seen, though, to try to, you know. I You know what? I almost... Can I Can I make a confession? Sure. I was flipping through one of my books, and I saw a movie called Luther the Geek. What? And I'm like, you'll never know Luther the Geek. But I'm like, well, I haven't seen that. I can't do it if I haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, dude. But the, the first one. Oh, go ahead. 
I say, well, whatever. We're we're good. We're good. This first one I was going to ask you, this first movie, is actually something that about a week ago I was going to suggest you guys do on the show. And oh, yeah? I, and then I thought, because it's such a classic, but then I thought, you know what? Fuck that. I'm going to make that one of my trivia. <laughs> okay. All right. But if you guys, you guys need to do this movie on the show. But Okay. After I guess it in one question? Uh, I really hope you do. I, I'm sure. All right. It's a movie about witches from 1960. A movie about witches from 1960? It's, and seriously, it's one of my all-time favorite movies. I love it. Uh, from 1960? Is it uh, The Witch Who Came From The Sea? Nope. But oh, I, I don't think I've seen that. I haven't either. I just know it's a movie. <laughs> All right. You ready for the next one? It's about a college student who uses her... Is it from the actual year of 1960? Yeah, it actually was. it was actually released that year. Okay, because... That would be funny because for Hamicus, we're recording it on Monday and we're doing a show called uh, The Witches from 1966 or 67. But okay, just I was just wondering. I'm like, if that's it, unbelievable. No, yeah. how man, that's crazy, dude. That'd be su- that would really suck for me if it that was. Be, yeah, that would be freaking awesome. But whatever. But it's about a college student who uses her winter vacation to research a paper on witchcraft in a small New England village called White. I'm sorry, Whitewood. My voice is going out. Oh yeah. Um, I know. I know what this is. It's uh, Christopher Lee's in it. He might be. I... Don't... <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it's black and white. I oh, I know. I know this movie, and it's. Oh shoot! How come I keep wanting to say Circus of Horrors? Because I know it's not that. It's um, from 1960s. Public domain. It stars. Uh, Christopher Lee, if, by the way, if I'm wrong... One version of his public domain, the other version with the unedited footage is actually called something different, and it's, it's, um, like it's got a copyright on it. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. They're two different names. I'll go with either one, if you can come up with either one. Which, that was another clue that it has two different names. <laughs> but, oh. But I'm not going to count that against you. Oh, what? Yeah, because that, that's way later down the list. Holy crap, dude. Now this is this is sad because it's like um, shoot because remember when we were t- I listened a little bit to our show you know trying to figure out what the what the uh, score was mm-hmm. and you basically in the in the movie was uh, um, uh, uh, what was it it was Patrick and you knew it the whole time oh god yeah oh shoot that bugged the shit out of me dude. So, okay. So that's two. Do you want me to go to the next one? Yeah, go to the next one. All right. She stays at a hotel called... Oh, the Horror Ra- Hotel. What? Horror Hotel. You motherfucker. Yeah! <laughs> okay, so you got it in two. That's, no, I, I'll take the third. No, two. But, well, it's okay. It popped in my head late. That's cool. No, that's cool, man. Well, because oh. you got it on the third one, so it still doesn't count against you. Oh, yeah, that, yeah okay. You're right. But um, no, let's Horror, do, let's Horror, do Horror Hotel is actually the public domain version. It's missing a couple minutes. Oh, but, really? But um, VCI actually got together with the British Film Institute uh-huh. and actually put out the restored version that's um, over that's over in England called City of the Dead. Oh, I've never even heard of the title City of the Dead. Dude, it's awesome. The VCI DVD has like a documentary well, and like commentary with Christopher Lee, interviews what with about them. The movie itself, because I, I like Horror Hotel a lot. 
And it's and it's funny because it's like I remember one time I'm, I was telling myself, okay, I'm gonna I got this big old fifty pack or whatever, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna watch all these shitty movies. And I watched this. I I, I remember, of course, I started with uh, Night of the Living Dead because it's what you always start with, you know. But then I watched this one next, having never seen it, and I was like, oh my gosh, these movies are pretty solid. But then the rest of the forty eight were pure tits. <laughs> oh, sad tits are good usually. Saggy ones. Oh. <laughs> You know, it's funny. It's the the fifth clue was actually that it has an American title that's completely different from the British title, and it stars Christopher Lee. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Oh, okay, cool, awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, so right now it's seventeen to thirteen. I'm starting to pull away. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, you were like, I'm gonna lose this, and and these other two are way easier. Oh, well, then that one. Well, the thing is, I love I love that movie. I haven't seen it in probably two or three years, but it's a good movie. You guys should do it, it on the show, man. Well, you know, we should, you know, that's that's actually a good thing. You know what? I wonder we could. You know what would be good is maybe I'll do it on Hamicus so I don't actually have to watch bold, saggy tits. <laughs> well, it would actually fit in real well with Hamicus, man. Well, in, yeah. Well, because because Christopher Lee is in it, and in Hamicus, you have to have a movie that kind of can relate to a Hammer thing, and the the, the link can be very tenuous. It doesn't <laughs> matter. All right, man. So here is movie number two for you. Um, oh, it's a zombie-ish movie <laughs> from the year 2000. It's got zombies in it, but it's not necessarily a traditional, you know, kind of zombie movie. From the year 2000? Yep. I don't think it's from the year 2000, but I'm going to guess Idle Hands. No, nope. That is not correct, sir. Question number two. The plot of this horror movie revolves around a group of filmmakers making a horror movie. Hmm. Oh, um, is it uh, The Dead Hate the Living? You got it. Is that really it? That's it. Oh, man. We did that on uh, Cadaver Lab, remember? I know we did. <laughs> I, you know what? I That's one of the Full Moon movies from like recent years that I actually really like. Do you want to hear something funny, too? What's that? It, because I, I, I remember really liking it too, but the dead hate the living. It's not really that great of a name, so it's like it's funny because I mean I, I remember I just saw it in the book and I'm like okay I think I've seen this and then I start writing it down I'm like oh dude we already did this on the show but who cares he he won't remember but you remembered well no I just I'm just thinking of because I don't remember a lot of zombie ish movies around that time right. and then when you said the film crew I could only think of that well there you go dude the dead hate the living that sounds like a Rob Zombie song. You know what? It, you know what? It's funny. Well, it sounds like a sounds like a Frankenstein. The dead ain't the living. <laughs> you know, I might go see him in uh, Marilyn Manson. That'd be a good show, man. First, if I I get free tickets through my work, and I've already put in the request, I haven't got I haven't got it yet. But I've never seen Rob Zombie. I've oh. seen Marilyn Manson before. He's kind of a dick face, but whatever. Well, I mean, I've seen him. At, I've seen Marilyn Manson a few times, and uh, like I saw him back with the Spooky Kids back before he wore makeup and all that shit. Oh, huh? Yeah, I mean, I saw him back in the very beginning, and and uh, he every time I've seen him, he's been really good. But I hear in new like since two thousand and and on, I've heard his live shows. Kind of, it depends on what night it is and how much absinthe he drinks. Sure. <laughs> and uh, um, because when he played here, the first show in Oklahoma City since like ninety five or ninety six or something, uh-huh. he played here like a couple years ago, and it was the first time in so many years. And everybody I talked to said he came out on stage just completely just annihilated, man. Dude, 
I, I saw him, last time I saw him, the only time I've seen him was when he opened up for Nine Inch Nails here. Oh, so that was, well, that was probably 95, 96, right? That's been a long time, so I just remember he was a tool. That's funny. I've never really been into his music very much, though. Oh, but, man, I, his first, like, three, four albums, man, are, well, yeah, that's I, I love. The, so there's some tunes on Antichrist Superstar that are amazing, in my opinion. You know, and, you know, a couple ones from before, but I don't know. I've never been able to get into, like, the... You know, I I don't know. I think it's I think it's probably when he started going on like Jay or not Jay Leno. What's a what's a Jerry Springer and all those shows with the kids, you know, who are and I just saw all the fans and it just kind of turned me off. I know I'm judgmental, whatever. I think he went on he went on Geraldo, wasn't it Geraldo? I don't know. Maybe it was. Um, but you know what's funny is uh, man, I saw you guys are doing Antichrist Superstar on Corpsecast. Yeah. Man, you guys, man, you should have picked Portrait of American Family, dude. Because that, that's that's all about Shane, man. His very first album, man, is. I'm serious, like, start to finish, amazing. Really? Like, I put it up there with Les Exorcisto by White Zombie. Oh, okay, really? Oh, I love it, dude. And, in fact, like, you were still talking about Rob Zombie. I saw White Zombie in 96, right before the breakup. Uh-huh. And then I saw Rob Zombie in, like, 98. And I'm telling you, both both shows were two of the best shows I've ever seen. Well, and my sister's gone to see... I mean, she's... she's uh been to probably she doesn't even really like metal or rock or anything but she goes to see every you know rob zombie show in the region like she'll go to denver or vegas or you know whatever but she loves it so she's finally taught me to go on well, just, he puts on a good show i mean everybody could probably enjoy it oh yeah and, well in you know seeing videos and stuff it's like he really puts on you know he creates the atmosphere he's got all those screens and stuff like that. that's awesome you know well nowadays so, his wife comes out on stage and dances around and shit Yep. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, like, you see her on stage all the time and these, like, cutoffs and stuff. So, I mean, if anything, I mean, you get your Sherry Moon fix. <laughs> <laughs> I guess there's I guess there's that. All right. All right. Uh, you want to, let's see, you want to go with my second one? Uh, well, we just did your second one. Oh, I'm oh, sorry, I'm retarded. Okay, and uh, <laughs> I'm so special right now, man. Cool, dude. Okay, this is a slasher comedy from 1989. Slasher comedy from 1989. Is it um, Cheerleader Camp? No. I, I really thought you were going to guess it, though, when you said that. Like, I don't know why. I was just thinking, he's going to get this on the first damn question. <laughs> oh, okay. Anyway. And now I want to watch Cheerleader Camp. No doubt. But um, it's about a high school girl named Paula Carson who's being pursued by two guys. One of them is her boyfriend, Dwight, who's known as the bad guy or the bad boy. Uh-huh. And the other guy is named Brian, who was recently re- released from a mental institution. Oh. Oh, dude. Um, is it uh, Cutting Class? You motherfucker! Yes! <laughs> yeah, you got it, man. That's yeah, I, did, I mean, I didn't, I mean, it's been a little while since I watched it um, all the way through, but I just, I threw that in just the other day to kind of just have something on in the background, you know? It's a, so, I mean, I'm, we're talking less than two weeks ago. You really can't go wrong with Jill Shawlin, man. Like oh, I love her, dude. Yeah, and when I met her, man, she's one of the sweetest human beings I've ever met in my life. When did you like get a like it? What do you call that? Uh, it was that frightmare. Yeah. And the, fu- the funny thing is, she really didn't ever have. She never really had like people at her table. Oh really? Yeah, and I went up she there. Was the stepfather. She was in uh, popcorn. Porn, that's one of the things. And this one, she's she's been around. I mean, she's. She, I, I don't know if she's as big as a lot of the other more traditional, uh, whatever you call them. But I uh, think she did some quality stuff, though, man. Well, I agree, but I'm just saying she's not like a household name like some of those other girls. Oh, absolutely. But you know, in uh, 
stepfather you get to see her boobs, so... Oh, please. You think you need to tell me that? <laughs> well, you know what's funny, though, is I went up to her table, and, you know, I'm wearing, like, a horror shirt and stuff, and I have my tattoos, and I walk up to her table and start looking at all the stuff she's selling. She's selling, like, you know, cutting class posters and, like, really cool T-shirts and stuff from, like, popcorn and all that. And I go over and I said, oh, you have a music CD? And she goes, yeah. She goes, you probably won't like it, though. And I said, I said no. I said, uh, what kind of music is it? She's like, oh, it's, like, soft rock kind of stuff. She goes, but I don't think you'll really like it. And I said, yeah, I, you're a, you're a it would be pigs before swine before you, Johnny. Yeah, and I, but she was really friendly. I mean, we talked a while before that. Mm-hmm. But then I started looking at the stuff, and uh, I said, you know, I want a copy of the CD. I said, because I, I like a lot of different stuff. And she goes, oh, okay. She, and, she, and she started telling me the story about how the CD was written for her friend who had died, from can- died of cancer and, and all this stuff. And she autographed it, and she, I, she took a picture, and she was like the sweetest woman I think I've ever met. I mean, she was so cool. How, how old is she? I mean... I would put her in her 40s. So okay, so not that good with me. Thanks. <laughs> anyway, um, well, I mean, yeah, she she looks still pretty young. I mean, I have the picture on uh, Facebook. I'm sure with me and her. Well, yeah, I, I, I well, should, I'd like to see her how she's looking these days. Oh, she looks really nice, man. I wish she would actually do uh, do more horror and stuff these days. I wonder, you know, I wonder if, if these ladies, you know, get a little bit older. If you know, and they start maybe having some kids and a family and stuff. How I don't know. That would be kind of weird to me. You know, to to want to do more, because I don't know, I don't know that. I think that would just be weird, especially if you're like a screen queen or whatever. I don't know. Well, what no, do I know? you know, it's really I mean, weird. I mean, I'm talking me personally. I mean, I'd be a badass, I'm, but I'm talking if I was a lady. <laughs> okay. Oh man, you know there are some some instances where it's really weird when people do that because the porn star Ginger Lynn. Oh, uh-huh. She was big in the 80s and stuff, and yeah, some of the 90s, but she actually tried to go legit, and she went out of the, she got out of the industry, and she did some, like, mainstream movies and stuff, and she... Is she in Devil's Rejects? Yeah, she's in, like, Devil's Rejects, and, and she was in that really bad uh, Sam Hain, the, or was it, um... Oh, the one where you get to see what's-his-name's dick? Yeah, The Legend of Sam Hain, or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, she tried to do some of that stuff, but I just heard recently that she's back in porn, and she's, like, gotta be late 50s. Oh, she does not... She didn't look good in, uh... Devil's Rejects, dude. She well, especially looks a, with high definition and <laughs> oh, maybe even 3D. She she probably looks a little better now uh, than she did in Devil's Rejects, but I think that's because she probably had to get pretty uh, pretty back into it if she was getting into that industry again. Well, you I I don't know what do I know, but yikes! <laughs> it was weird though that I heard that because I'm like, how do you decide? You know, like t- after not being in the industry for 20 years, that you want to start getting like rammed by a bunch of guys again on camera? Well, she probably's like, you know what? Guess what made me rich back in the day? I'm gonna take another shot. It, it's kind of like it's kind of like me. Every single day, I keep thinking to myself, I'm only 36 years old. Um, Peyton Manning, I think he's 37 or 38. I still might go out for the NFL, man. Do it, man. Go- Mark Wahlberg did that, and he look at him. He got put on what was it like the <laughs> what was that movie? I, uh, uh, Invincible. Yeah, Philadelphia. I, I I have to say, I hate to say it though, but Mark Wahlberg's in uh, pretty solid shape. <laughs> <laughs> so so you're saying you couldn't you couldn't do it? Uh, are you serious? There's no way I could do it. You know what though? You know what I could do? I could get, Lynn I could, on camera. Well, maybe I was gonna say maybe what I'll do is I'll get a wig. And I'll go see if they buy that I'm in high school. I'll go kick the shit out of some little kids. Do it, dude. Or just go back to high school and start wailing on them. Dude, like, I hope that 21 Jump Street starts in my area. 
and then I can like pretend to go undercover. By the way, there's no way I look like I could be in high school. Anyway, <laughs> shall we move on? Hey, you know what? And just you were saying that Ginger Lynn was probably like, oh, this is what made me famous. I I, I have a feeling she was more like, uh, the blow this blow's not going to pay for itself. Oh, you know what? And well, that's but but the thing is, is the bottom line is she's like, I need to make some money. I need to make a lot of money, and I need to make some quick. What used to work for me, you know? Oh man, and well, and she's lucky too because nowadays, like that cougar milf stuff is like more in than it ever has been. Well, yikes! <laughs> <laughs> so, is this your third one for me? Yep, third one. You ready? Oh, I hope I get this one. <clears throat> Not me. Uh, just kidding. 1971 <laughs> zombie slash revenant film. From 1971. One. Seventy-one. I mm-hmm. I want to no. I I almost want to say this, but I don't think it is. Is it um, the crazies? It is not the crazies. But you had me scared there for a second. Um, because I thought because I was thinking it and. I, you know, I thought it might have been sending you too strong a psychic vibes. But, anyway, question number two. Monsters in this film hunt the living using their hearing to track their prey. Oh, wow, dude. I don't know if I've seen this, man. I bet uh, you have. Oh, is it The Blind Dead? What's that? I'm sorry. Is it like Tomb of the Blind Dead? Tombs of the Blind Dead? What was that? What did... I don't... <laughs> yes! Dang it! Is that really it? It. That's it. There you know, you I've, ne- I've never seen that. Oh, you haven't? I've heard about the Blind Dead uh, series from you and Chris, but I've never seen any of them. Yeah, well, you got it. So, whatever. Tombs of the Blind Dead. You got it. Like, I knew there were, like, aren't there, like, five of those movies? Yep. No, my uh, my uh, third one, my third hint was this film was the first, first in a series of five films, all directed by the same dude. The film spanned the years 1971 to 1975. Oh, wow. See? Good job, man. I think it was just luck that I got that, though. <laughs> Whatever. Kiss my butt. All right, man. So this one is... Here's my final one. Okay. This is a slasher sequel from 1990. A slasher sequel <clears throat> from 19... Uh, is it... Uh, uh, like... Uh, Halloween 5? <laughs> no. Just, okay. I have no idea. From 1990? Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I don't know. It's about a California couple driving to Florida, despite the fact that they're breaking up, and they stop at a gas station with a peeping Tom and a hitchhiking cowboy. With a peeping Tom and a hitchhiking cowboy. A slasher from 19... A slasher sequel from 1990. What is peeping Tom and a... In a, in a what cowboy? Uh, hitchhiking. I have no freaking clue. At the gas station, they have an altercation, and then after that, they're pursued by a large monster truck and a killer driving the truck with a leg brace. Oh, um... Uh, a killer in a... Uh, are you talking about, uh... TCM... Uh, Terra Classic Movies? Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I assume it would be th- it would be three or four, but I'm gonna say three. Damn it! <laughs> it is. I'm gonna get technical. It's called Leatherface. Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Three. Oh, oh, oh you just that, lost. No. <laughs> oh man, that sucks. I really fucked up this round because. So, 
what was that? Was that I got two points on that? Is that right? Yeah. So um, you started with eleven, and so now you have sixteen. And you're nineteen. Yes. Is that right? Is that what uh, you got? Yeah, nineteen. So we're not <laughs> as close it's anymore. Close though. Or, or, dude, there was one point difference. Now there's only three point difference. All right, that's not insurmountable, man. That was a hard one to do too because <laughs> I couldn't say chainsaw, killer with a chainsaw. So I was like, he has a leg brace. And then, then the next one was uh, they have an accident with a survivalist and soon find themselves working with him to stay alive against the killer and his cannibal family. Oh, yeah. I probably would have got it off that one. And, of course, the, the fifth clue would have given it away. That it stars Ken Foree and Viggo Mortensen. Oh, right. right. I, mean, you I have... forgot Ken Foree was in that. I do remember Viggo was in it. Oh, man. The be- Ken, it's been a long time. Since Ken Foree was the best part of that movie, man. Well, crap. i got to get back and watch that one then. Because he, he had a lot of, like, he had a lot of lines and stuff I liked. Him and that, like, redneck guy with the blind eye. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like watch the way you talk to me, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been working on that, that impersonation my whole life. We both did pretty good on that, man. Besides the first one for you. Oh, that first one, I totally took a dive, man. Yeah, but, but at least, you know what? Let's look on the bright side. You can at least go watch that movie and be so happy because it's awesome. Oh, I'm, I wrote it down, man. I'm definitely going to watch it, dude. What's it? Day of the Beast? They have the Beast, 1995. It's, really, it's, like, it's just totally funny, too, so whatever. There you go. Dude, I'm, I'm stoked to watch it, man. Awesome, man. Cool. Dude, hey, you know, uh, this is kind of off subject, but you were talking about Because it's Day of the Beast, and I, it reminded me of Night of the Blood Beast, which is a movie they did on Mystery Science Theater. Oh, yeah. But have you ever been to any of the Mystery Sci- or the Riff Tracks Live events? Oh, no. Dude, huh. every couple months they have them, and it's, they're like, seriously... <laughs> I think I've seen them for those uh, those uh, uh, those events that they that they stream live to. Like, yeah, like the Fathom events. Fathom events, yeah, that's right. Oh, so, so okay. much fun, man! Really? So maybe because I've only been to one of those, a Fathom event. I went to go see a uh, a quote unquote documentary about uh, Jack the Ripper, and it sucked the freaking balls. <laughs> I don't want to see the New York Symphony because I'm a I'm a heathen. But yeah, I couldn't sit through that either. I'll have, to ch- I'll have to check that out, then. October 25th, man, they're doing um, Birdemic. Oh, no. The worst CG of all time. And I'm telling you what, like, I laugh so hard at these Rift Tracks live events that I give myself almost an asthma attack every time. Uh-oh. I mean, there, there are times in these movies where, like, they have me rolling so damn hard. Because, <laughs> you, you know, when you go to the theater and they have all the facts on the screen, like, did you know? And they have, you know, T- Tom Cruise was... 54 before he got his first case of herpes. <laughs> well, uh, Rift Tracks Live, actually, before the movie, like 30 minutes before the movie, they actually do that, but it's all funny stuff, man. Oh, really? Yeah, and they have special guests. Like, one time they had Weird Al there. October 25th? Yeah, man, it's going to be awesome. Thursday. Hmm. And it's usually on Thursday, too, yeah, so that... it's cool, gonna that's, be... that's... I could probably... Well, I don't know. I, I, wonder, I wonder if I could sneak out to that. It's usually like eight bucks or something. It's not... I mean, it's pretty eight awesome. Bucks. I just, uh, yeah, I was just, I was just looking to make sure it wasn't on podcast night. Okay, <laughs> that's number one. Okay, podcast <laughs> hey, uh, you have your priorities. I do indeed. Okay, anyway, so we're gonna take a break real fast and come back with the innkeepers. Yeah, let's do it. Word. Do you know the story of Madeline O'Malley? She was the woman that died here in the hotel. She hung herself after her fiance stood her up on their wedding day. And ever since then, people have reported seeing the ghost of Madeline O'Malley roaming the hallways waiting for her lover. Some say 
She's even looking to take up a new one. This is our last weekend open, so we've got to find some proof that My Little Malley really exists before this place closes down. I have my microphone so we can make do with EVP investigations. Yes, I like a room for the night. Since the hotel is practically empty, we might have a good chance of making some real contact. What was that? with the spirits in this hotel I can help you do that what do they want to live you mustn't go down into the basement under a blanket of blue just you and I beneath the stars And we're back with the Innkeepers from 2011. And before I start giving the plot synopsis of this movie, I'm going to tell you about a, a little thing that happened to me today. Uh, yeah. <laughs> usually I watch our movies before we record. Like, usually I'll, I'll do it like a few I days. I hope you watch them before we record <laughs> it. You're not like, you know. Well, usually big, a few days. Know? A few okay. days before we record. Well, today I waited until the last minute. And I went to go grab my Blu-ray of uh, the Innkeepers, and I didn't have it. <laughs> so I'm sitting there texting all these people I know, trying to figure out who I loaned it out to, and I couldn't figure it out. So I had it. I went to Redboxes all around town trying to find it. Nobody had it. Ended up having to rent the damn movie for five dollars on Amazon Instant. Oh my gosh, dude! And it turns out halfway through the movie, a friend of mine told me he had it, and I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but it sucks, dude. man. So I paid five extra dollars for a movie I own. Oh yeah. I, you know what, though? I had to do that same thing because I couldn't find my DVD, but the DVD was way worse. Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> I told my daughter we'd watch it, and, and I did that. I, you know, I just couldn't find my own copy. But, um, dude, so let me ask you something. Does uh, Redbox usually have um, stuff that's, you know, a year old or something, or is it just usually just the new releases? Well, no, they, they the funny thing is, well, I think they actually have just a pretty wide assortment of random stuff. because they, Oh, really? Yeah, they have like Turner and Hooch and a bunch of other stuff. Oh, no, wait. I, can't you go online to find out where it's at and stuff? You probably can. And the funny thing is, I, there were three of them right here, like all across. It's funny because they were all like basically across the street from each other. Uh-huh. All three of them said that they had it, but it was currently out of stocks, which... Oh, really? Bummer. Means to me they probably had one copy in each one. Between the three. Yeah. Or, yeah, well, whatever. What do I know? I'm, you know, I don't do... I've never really done Red... I mean, I've done it before, but I don't really do it. I don't do it either, man. But, like, today, it was... I mean, seriously, like, I watched this movie just a couple hours before we started recording. It was that close. Like, I was... I'm glad. I'm glad you got it. But you'd seen it before. Oh, yeah. But you know what bummed me out, had, though? But, I was wanting to watch the, all the damn features on this. Yeah. Because there were so many. And I was like, oh, I'm going to watch them for the show and be, like, extra super knowledgeable on this. And it's yeah. not going to happen, folks. <laughs> uh, we're, 
We can't fake you out tonight. I watched one of the extras. It was just a quick, uh, I don't know, maybe 10-minute uh, interview with Ty West and whatever. But I'm he's still a cool not. Dude. Oh yeah, I mean I don't. I, she, I don't know if he's a cool dude or not. You know what's weird? Is Ty West? Do you want to talk about Ty West for a minute? Ty West has done uh, the Roost. I haven't seen the Roost, but he did House of the Devil, and everybody jizzed their pants over it. And you, I you loved did it. too, right? You oh, loved yeah. that. Loved it. Um, he did Cabin Fever too, but he Alan Smithy did because apparently too much, uh, uh, you know, too many outside forces working on it and whatever. Um, and then he did one section in VHS, that movie that just came out not too long ago. Oh, yeah. Um, and I watched that, and I don't know which one was his or whatnot, but um, it's funny because I did not care for House of the Devil, like, at all. It, really? To me, it was hard to watch. Um, and the one movie that he that I watched that I really liked was Cabin Fever 2, but he hates it. Oh, yeah. Well, And you can tell what he did and what he didn't do on that movie. Oh, you know, and, and it's true. I mean, you definitely can, but, I, you know, I still, even though it came out a little bit choppy and whatever, I still thought it was good. I liked the guy, the main guy in it, the, what do you, I don't, I can't remember his name. That's Lauren, that, Lauren's crush. Oh, yeah, the face of, right. Oh, she loves him. Yeah, I can't remember his freaking name, though. Whatever. I can't, I can't either, but he was in, like, Dead Girl and... Yeah, Dead Girl's the thing. Don't tell my grandma. One of the greatest lines of any movie <laughs> of all time. But, um, no, I thought it was okay. You know, I thought it was pretty good. Um, it, and to be honest with you, I mean, I'd seen this before today, and I thought I was going to hate it, The Innkeepers, because, you know, it's slow, and it's tight west, and that's what I heard. Um, I mean, I don't. maybe I don't want to spoil out what I thought of it, but I freaking loved it. What about VHS? Did you like that, man? Yeah, I liked it. I mean, uh, the hype about it was incredibly ridiculous, I think. Um, you know, at least the stuff that I'd heard. I heard that it was the scariest thing, whatever. And it was a good movie. You know, it didn't really scare me or anything. There was a lot of weirdness stuff about it. Um, do you, Have you seen it before? No, not at all. I don't uh, think it's out yet, is it? Yes. <laughs> I think it's actually, I think the DVD release is like later this year. Uh, I flew in and saw it at cons. Yeah, they do. They are uh, doing. Uh, they are doing select screenings at theaters. That's, you probably saw it there at the, the local cinema. Indeed, the, <laughs> the local cinema. It was a fathom event. It was. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, whatever. Um, but no, uh, I don't know which one he did. But I mean, there were they. I mean, there were some that were better than others. I mean, as there usually are with, uh, you know, vignette movies with a bunch of vignettes in them and whatnot. But I don't know. It, you know. It it could have been anyone. It was still okay, but no, man. This this one, this innkeepers. It's funny because I don't just like this movie. I freaking love it. But why don't you go ahead and and, and do what you do your thing, man? Okay. Before I get into it though, like I'm not gonna rave about the roost, but I I think it's a good movie. I mean, it wasn't like I wouldn't put it anywhere near the level of like this or House of the Devil. I think it, you could tell it's like a very amateur film, but it's worth seeing. Well, doesn't it have? Uh, the same guy that was in House of the Devil, the bad guy in House of the Devil. The, uh, I, the what's his name? I can't think of his name. He was in like he's, in, he's the Wolfman got Nards. Oh no, except for he was Frankenstein. Yeah, um, a Tom Noonan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's actually the movie is set up kind of like a late night horror show, like you know, um, like Elvira or something. And Tom Noonan plays a character on TV that's actually hosting the roost. Oh, okay, cool. So he's not really in the movie. He's just at like the beginning, the middle, and the end. You know, and I have that movie. I I I, I bought it. I, I did. I acquired it somehow. I don't remember. I just haven't gotten around to watch it. I heard it was really good, though. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, Vaughn loves it, and and I I actually went and got it on his recommendation, and I wasn't disappointed. I mean, it's 
it seems like it's longer than it should be because it seems like there's a lot they could have cut out. But did a pretty slow moving thing too. I didn't think so. No, I thought the roost was actually probably as fast as paced movie. I was gonna say because uh, innkeepers and House of the Devil are both pretty. You know, it takes some time getting into. Well, I'd heard, uh, this is off subject, but the new Rob Zombie movie, Lords of Salem, every review I read said that it's kind of a slow burn till the end. Oh, really? Yeah, but they say, like, man, it just goes, like, off the rails in the end. Well, listen, I'm not, I don't say that if it were a, as if it is an insult, you know, I mean, because slow, whatever, I mean, if you, if it's a good movie, it's a good movie, right? I mean, so I'm not sitting here saying that just because it's slow means it sucks. All I'm saying is, is that that seems to be his style. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, slow burn doesn't mean bad. I mean, look at Rosemary's Baby. It's a freaking classic, and that movie's very slow burn. I think that even The Ninth Gate, one of my favorite movies, isn't the fastest-paced movie. Yeah, I would put that up there, and and it's another Polanski movie. Yep, exactly. So, um, but anyway, this movie was from 2011. It's written and directed, like we said, by Ty West, who I think as far as everything he does, because he writes directs, produces, edits his own movies. I think it's it's pretty impressive for him being like younger than me, I think. He was born in 80. Oh, so he's older than me. He's two years older. Oh, yeah. Well, he's four years younger than me, so he can eat a dick. <laughs> <laughs> this, <laughs> man. this movie stars Sarah Paxton. No relation to Bill Paxton. I looked that up because... She's too bad. Well, I remember she was in a movie called Aquamarine about like a, a mermaid or something. And Holy freaking ass balls, dude. That is where I saw her from. <laughs> My course, daughter. I was going to say you were watching it with your daughter, probably. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know if it's a piece of shit movie, but it's a kid movie, right? So. Yeah, I'm just hoping you're not like like turning on the Aquamarine when you're by yourself. No. Oh no. <laughs> oh dear, no. She was, she was also in uh, in that uh, really shitty PG-13 shark movie. Which shark I, movie? Uh, so it was the one that was it was something 3D. It just uh, came- Shark Night. Shark Knight 3D, yeah. Oh, that looked like ass. And you know what's bad? Is it actually had a couple other people I liked in it too. Oh yeah, I didn't. I mean, I I never saw it. I just uh, I just knew she was in it. Well, any movie that has CG sharks that look like that, I mean, they look like they look so bad, man. Yeah. Oh, but um, the it also stars Pat Healy, who I didn't recognize him from anything, but I liked him in this. He was the the other guy, Luke. I thought he was. A, I thought he was a real solid. Uh, you know, I was a little bit worried in the beginning. I thought he was going to be irritating, but he turns out he's really cool. Oh yeah, and um, it also stars Kelly McGillis. Take my breath away. Wom, 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 wom. Oh man, I remember. I remember back in the day when I could get a stiffy to Kelly McGillis. Oh man, I don't know what happened to him. I was just gonna say. <laughs> did you say him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that because that's actually in some of my other <laughs> notes later. Dude. uh... <laughs> is it uh, is it part of your uh, um, <laughs> uh, celebrity sightings? Uh, actually, my, let me see. I it. only got one, and mine was yeah. The dude in this kind of looked like uh, the chick from Top Gun. <laughs> actually, it is my celebrity sighting is an old dude that kind of looked like Kelly Mad- McGillis. <laughs> That's so mean, dude. <laughs> it's funny that we're on the same same wavelength, though. Oh my gosh! You know the bad thing is though that's not the only thing. Like I poke, I think she's in every category. I poke at her a little bit. Well, come, on, I don't know. I Whatever. know she's nice. Yeah, she, I mean she wasn't that bad. But uh, this movie basically it starts off and it's divided into three chapters, and then at the end you get the epilogue. Hmm? But the first chapter is called the Long Weekend, and this is basically the last weekend of this historic hotel called the Yankee Peddler, and. It's going to shut down at the end of the weekend, so the two young employees there are basically just you know watching it while the manager or the owner's away. 
He's the Yankee pedophile. Sorry. Okay. Anyway. Who is it? <laughs> no, every time I said the Yankee Yankee peddler, I kept thinking of the Yankee pedophile. That's pedophile. funny. But anyway, whatever. Keep going. Sorry. I'm but, dumb. Well, but anyway, they're they're um, the two employees, uh, Claire and Luke. They're they're watching this while the manager's in Barbados, and they spend most of their time there instead of you know cleaning and stuff. They're ghost hunting, especially on the last weekend because yeah. they they kind of figure that. Oh, why know, bother cleaning? Yeah. And the guy, Luke, he actually has his own website dedicated to just everything they found at the Yankee Peddler. Mm-hmm. And uh, so with only two guests that weekend, they decide that Claire says something about she thinks that it's going to be a really good time for the spirits to be active. And I'm not sure if she ever said why, but she said, you know, it's, it's going right. to be a really good time to go ghost hunting because... <laughs> I assumed it was because they're, you know, they're uprooting their home soon or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. And, and everything in this movie looked historic. I mean, I, it was really cool. Even the out, everything on the outside of the building. Like, oh, dude. Buildings next to it. it was, this was an awesome location to film a ghost story, man. I mean, it has that East Coast, you know, that old-style East Coast vibe. Oh, it, it did. I wonder where it was filmed, actually, because it, it... It was actually filmed in Connecticut at a place, I think it was called the Yankee Peddler. Oh, wow. That's funny. Oh, I, like, I, I didn't even know that was a real place. Extra. So maybe I, maybe I do... Maybe I do sound a little smarter because the extras, but whatever. It's not me, <laughs> folks. It's the extras on the DVD. That's awesome. <laughs> That's cool. It was a real place, though. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if it was or if it was renamed, but it was filmed in that hotel is what I meant. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, so I guess it's a real place. Yeah. But um, the, one of the... File? Okay. One of the first guests... Well, they have two guests. The One is a woman who is basically trying to uh, punish her husband who she's separating from, so she takes her kid and stays there for the weekend just to see... I don't know, just see how, maybe if he gets, like, kind of sobby or something. Can I, can I interrupt you for a second? Yeah. Back in the early days of my wedding, of my marital bliss, we had a couple of, you know, we had we had a kid at the time or whatever. My wife pulled this crap. Is she really? She's like, I, I'm i going to go, until you can figure it out, I'm going to go live with my mom. You know, so she took off. It was party time, man. <laughs> that was some of the funnest time all by myself. Oh, I'm just saying, this lady was here and she was pissed off with the kid. I guarantee you that dude was living it up, man. Just saying, okay? I, it'll all work out in the end, just like it did for me. But I'm just saying, it's party time. Thank you for the break, lady. I can just picture your wife saying that, and all of a sudden, it cuts to 45 grave. It's party time! And you're, no, you're no, like, no. dancing around with a lampshade on your head. No, basically, I, 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 I looked at I pulled down the sunglasses. I was in the front, pulled, pulled down the sunglasses, looked with, with my eyes. The, the, the uh, garage door went down, and all of a sudden, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. The oh, fun other, times. That's awesome. <laughs> the, uh, the other party, our party guest, the other uh, person staying at the hotel is actually a kind of a washed-up actress who's kind of a bitch at first, and yep. she's, she's the one played by Kelly McGillis. Mm-hmm. And uh, so at the hotel over the weekend, they decide to take turns. Luke and Claire, one will sleep while the other one goes around. and They they watch the desk, but really they're just going around ghost hunting. Right. And um, so that's pretty much the first day because the first day, once he goes to sleep, she just looks at the website and gets kind of some of the history from the hotel. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and most of the website's under construction still. Which is funny to me because it's closing down, but and it's being dem- demolished. But he right. just got this website going, dedicated to it. Yeah, listen, it's hard work, especially especially with all those animated gifs and stuff. <laughs> he had the guy, <laughs> the construction guy. Yeah. 
But uh, the next day, chapter two, is actually called Madeline, Madeline O'Malley. Was it Madeline? Madeline mm-hmm. O'Malley. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, the day starts off with Claire telling the little kid who's the son of the woman who's teaching her husband a lesson. Mm-hmm. She's, she's yeah. telling him the story of Madeline O'Malley about how she hung herself in the hotel and, and how <laughs> her ghost is going to come get him and stuff. Right. Uh, it's awesome because it, <coughs> it seems like every chance they get, it, unintentionally they're pissing off the guests, which right. they only have two of them. So it's not very hard. Right. But that night, Claire goes investigating, and she actually follows some music around the hotel and all the way to this piano, this big grand piano. And it's playing by itself. And this is actually, I don't want to give, that's the thing with this movie, is I don't want to give a whole lot away. Right. But that's actually one of the jumpier scenes in the movie, I think. Uh-huh. Because it just kind of hit me off. Like, there were a few, I think when it gets to those scenes in this movie, I think it actually does a good job of, like, being unexpected. Yeah, I mean, I th- it's funny because I think part of the, you know, we talk it about it being slow and a lot of build-up. It's funny because, I mean, um, a lot of it, I think a lot of it's there to kind of put you off your guard, you know. And then so when something does happen, it's like it, it really gets to you. And you're exactly right, man, because that's exactly how it works. Yeah. Because to me, that's what it seemed like. It seemed like, you know, not a whole lot's going on. Then all of a sudden, it's like, pow, you, you pissed your pants. And, <laughs> and uh, but anyway, so... She uh she finds out that the old actress upstairs is some sort of healer. She's into um like crystals and things like that. And the woman tells her she can help her contact the spirits in the hotel. So, you know, I don't I don't know if she was speaking for the spirits, but I know she told Claire to stay out of the basement. You don't right. go into the basement. Right. And you know, next one of the freakiest scares in the whole film. <laughs> Claire, I mean for me, this this scare got me both times I saw it. Claire goes upstairs to lay down. Uh-huh. And I'm not going to say what happens, but let's just say... I she, know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, she has an encounter, and even if I told you what happens, when it came up in the movie, I'm sure you would still get a jolt, because... Yeah, well, you can't explain it, because you didn't prepare him the way Ty West does in this. Oh, yeah, oh, man. And I'm telling you, man, the visuals in this movie were pretty effing creepy. I agree. I totally agree. Like, if, if, uh, it was really funny, too, because I ran into my ex-girlfriend earlier today. Oh really? And I told I told Shelly I said you know what I said uh, I would probably rather be trapped in the room with this dead bride than with my ex girlfriend. Uh. <laughs> that sounds that's horrible. Why do you say that? <laughs> but uh, it's true. I I would stay there with the the dead woman missing her jaw. Oh gross. But uh, so you put it to good use. What? <laughs> oh wow. Well, I don't know what that means. Uh, don't get gross, okay? Come use your on. imaginations, people. Come on, we're we're classy. Let's. <laughs> oh man! But the next day, the final day, that Sunday that they're open, is the beginning of chapter three, which is called the final guest, and an old man shows up, at, and he's really old. I mean, like probably yeah. what, like eighties. Well, least. he looks beat. Yeah, I mean, he's wicked old man, and he's there to rent a room on the third floor. And Luke, you know, he explains to him that the whole third floor has been stripped down. You know, mm-hmm. you, we're only renting rooms on the second floor out. Mm-hmm. But Claire ends up hearing this guy, and so she offers to go up there and put some sheets, you know, because the beds are still there, but nothing else. Right. And so she goes up there, and, and that scene is really weird, too, because she's walking around talking to this guy, and he just disappears for for a few moments mm-hmm. and then just reappears. But um, He's creepy looking. He, I, he's really creepy just, looking. I mean, just, I mean, even before anything happens to him, he's just creepy looking. Oh, yeah, I mean... You could just tell something's up when he he's shows up. He's very somber and, and, you know, just at, behaving in a strange way. Oh, yeah. 
and he's saying a lot of things, and, a, and there are a lot of things that, like, I don't want to spoil the movie, but mm-hmm. there, he says a lot of things to her that, on the second viewing of this movie, that I thought may have been intentional, that he said to Claire, mm-hmm. that were directed at her. Oh, really? Yeah, there were a few things about how, you know, he says something about how I feel like I just belong here, and she said, I know, and he goes, oh, you, you get that feeling, or something like that, and, and oh, I, was huh? like, I was like, wow, is he dropping something there? Right. But, I didn't uh, notice. I didn't catch that. But, uh, that night, uh, Luke and Claire end up getting drunk, and they go ghost hunting in the basement where they tell them not to go. Yeah. And let's just say this is the place where Madeline O'Malley's body was supposedly hidden. Mm-hmm. And so they get down there, and she – I mean, it's really freaky. I mean, there's a lot of good music intention here. But she ends up freaking Luke the hell out, and so he leaves. <laughs> Deep bolts, dude. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's gone. He's like, screw this. I mean – and Claire ends up, you know, she's freaked out too, so she goes and finds the actress, but the actress freaks out and is like, oh, well, we need to leave this hotel. We need to leave. Mm-hmm. Because she goes down to the basement too, and that was another scene that got me when she's dangling the crystal on the basement stairs. Right. Because right then when the crystal breaks and she's like, oh, we got to leave, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Just the music and stuff. I, I had goosebumps, man. <laughs> but, uh, so. Claire, I mean, I understand being a good human being and stuff, but she's experienced a lot of shit by this point in the movie. Oh, yeah. So, she, But she says, you know what? You go ahead. I'm, I'll meet you in the lobby. I'm going to go get the old creepy guy upstairs. Right. Mistake. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. And I'm going to go ahead and stop here. Okay. Let, but let's just say that she probably should have just left. I think that the movie would have ended up, I mean, her, her whole, whole situation would have been a lot better if she had just left. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, I mean, Luke does show back up, I mean, but he shows up for a few seconds just to, you know, right. he's going to bolt with him, basically. Right. And and that's pretty much it. I mean, I don't want to give anything away, but, I mean, there are a lot of good scares in this movie. Uh-huh. I, I thought, in the pacing in this, I thought it was, as far as this compared to House of the Devil, I thought the pacing was much better in this. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Just because they had those moments every, every you know, every, like, 20 minutes or so where mm-hmm. you would get really creeped out or something. Um, well, you know, the thing is, is, I mean, this is, I mean, it's, like I said, it's a slow burn ghost story, but the, the kind of slow burn that this has in this, it doesn't work, um, in a lot of movies because the, the two, the, like the main characters aren't as likable and as engaging. Um, in my opinion, uh, you know, both the two, the two main kids, Sarah Paxson and Luke, whatever, did such a great job. You know, they, they kept my head in it the whole time, you know, and, and I, I, I don't know exactly you know, if it was just, if it was the writing, if it was their personalities, if it was, uh, you know, a combination or whatever. But the thing is, is, uh, while they were talking, it was, I was very interested. And then, you know, it, it set up the next scare scene, like we were saying, you know, you kind of, you kind of like, oh, these kids are funny. Let's, you know, whatever. Got you off your guard. Right in time for a, for a, you know, a, a freaking nasty scare. But oh, the totally. thing is, is with as much screen time as these two characters had together, um, if if it had been bad, it would have been so bad, dude. Yeah, that's but, totally true, man. Especially yeah. with all that dialogue and stuff. Oh yeah, and there's a ton of it, and a lot of it that that's just like fun, you know, fun and entertaining, you know, back and forth. That really doesn't have much to do with the movie. Oh yeah, you know. I mean, but, there, there, there's so many scenes where they're just like sitting at the desk and just chatting about you know random stuff. Like you know, and Eve, I have one example. Uh, like the Sarah. Paxton, her character, I can't, what's her character's name? Gosh dang. Claire. 
Claire goes out to pick up some coffee, you know, and she goes out and there's that really annoying barista next door or whatever. And, you know, so they, there's that whole scene there that he comes back and, you know, it's just like, oh, is it annoying girls still work there? It was really funny, you know. Okay. Just it, it was just, it didn't have anything to do with it, you know, really. Um, and it just, it just, but it worked. Yeah, I mean, that was one of the things I really liked about this was that the, the even the Kelly McGillis character kind of lightened up, you know, further yeah. in the movie. But um, the two main characters, the you know the ones that you want your audience to like, right? They succeeded because I thought the dude was. I mean, he was really cool, and I thought her. She she was kind of you know spunky and stuff. She had that like you know that, that cool personality. Well, dude, you know what's funny too is I think she did an exceptional job for a couple of reasons. Well, one thing I really appreciate that they did is they made her look just like an everyday, you know, cute girl next door type. She does. Well, but she's perfect for it. In my opinion, in movies where, or in pictures where I've seen her, uh, you know, they try to make her look like a beauty queen or whatever. It's really weird to me because it kind of like reminds me of, you know, like those, uh, like those little girls that do the beauty pageants and stuff. Oh yeah. To me, she seems so young, and she just—I mean, she's—I mean, she's built like a like a. You know, a little dude, but but I mean, she's pretty. But I don't, I don't like how they try to make her like this beauty queen. She, I mean, I'm not saying she's not, you know, attractive. I'm not saying that. It's just that this seemed more natural to me than what I'm, how I'm used to seeing her. Well, and, and, and like we were saying about Kelly McGillis, I mean, everybody in this movie just looked like your average person. Nobody yeah. looked like nobody looked like a movie star or anything no. like that. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Sarah Paxton looks like a girl I would have dated in high school or something like that. You know, it's funny too because um, a couple of things I want to mention. Uh, in first of all, in high school, right? We uh, do. You, did you notice? Did this seem to you to be? Um, like take place fifteen years ago or something. Yeah, yeah, because one reason was because that when he opened the computer the very first time in the movie, yeah. it had that evil inside sticker. Yep, and, and that I, was popular. I, yeah, I haven't seen that in like at least no. a decade. Dude, also the website looked like it was nineteen ninety eight. You know, just the I mean, just the the whole design of it and stuff. And by the way, I thought the website was a good way to kind of give us a quick history on the Yankee peddler. Um, you know, and also, I mean, when's the last? You know, the we one of the first times uh, he gets her with one of those screamer videos. You know? Oh yeah, and it's like when's the last time anybody uh, you know got somebody over the age of like ten with one of those? Let me tell you something, people. Those screamer videos are a parent's best friend because I <laughs> I have gotten every single one of my kids with those unknowingly and it's hilarious and it's awesome but I just want to give one piece of advice choose your timing wisely make sure to work because the, they'll never trust you again hey you want to come look at something on the on the computer no they will never do it again Dude, that's but awesome I know and also one last thing too I, I'm sorry I keep talking but um, speaking of the, how they didn't look like uh, uh, um, movie stars and whatnot the the dude in this had the greatest haircut ever. Just he's I I bet you I could pull that off. I think I'm as bald as him, but instead I don't think I'm manly enough to kind of pull off the this swirly on the top of my head. It was like pretty he, cool looking. I think you could do that. I I would feel I am I am nearly I I am not secure enough in my manhood to have one of those. But whatever. <laughs> it was cool. He had the big frame glasses too, like the yeah. The total Weezer glasses or Buddy Holly. Absolutely. And, and by the way, I'm going back to the the time frame. Why? I mean, if it if it was supposed to take, you know, and it all just weren't coincidences. If it was supposed to take place, you know, in like '98 or something like that, why? Because it really had no, uh, I mean, no reason. I mean, they didn't have cell phones. I don't know if that could have, you know. 
I don't know, but that's weird. Maybe it was just a fun little quirky whatever. I don't know, but I mean, you know, I, I definitely think it could have taken place back then because, I mean, now that I think about it, all the clothes, none of it seemed like modern. No. Um, the, the vehicles at the end of the movie, none of them, none of the vehicles were past the 80s or 90s. I mean, they right. were all, even the, the ambulances and stuff, they were, they all looked like pretty old models. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, I think you're right, man. I think it I, was but, probably, I, but I don't know. Maybe it's just a, maybe it's just a, something he wanted to do for whatever reason. Who cares? Um, can I, can I, I mean, I've been praising this movie a lot, but none of this means crap. Ex- you know, you know, if all this good stuff, if it doesn't get to you, let me, can I tell you a little story about the first time I watched this movie? Yeah. Me and my wife sat down to watch it. I, I picked it up and I, it was, you know, it's, you know, and I'm, I looked it up and I'm like, yeah, it doesn't, there's not, it doesn't look like there's a, you know, ton of nudity or whatever. And I said, oh, well, you know, if you're watching it, you can turn it off if it gets too gnarly or too whatever. But, you know, cause she, I mean, I, there was one time when I, I turned on Ilsa just to see how she'd react. <laughs> it turned off pretty quick. But anyway. That's awesome. Anyway, so we're watching this, right? And it was late. I mean, we usually start movies around like 11 o'clock sometimes. And for some reason, I was really tired. So I probably fell asleep after the first, you know, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes. But my wife, I, I fell asleep and I've been sleeping there. My wife stayed up to watch it. She kept smacking me in the face because of how scared she was of it. She's like, wake up, I can't watch this by myself. <laughs> turn it off then. You know, just turn it off. She's like, I need to know what happens. You know, and it's just like, I'm like, oh my gosh. And so anyway, she that, that literally happened probably three times that night. And I just went back to bed and I just started laughing, whatever. But apparently she had gave her nightmares all night long. She was mad at me for two days. <laughs> but it. It there is a lot of actual terror in this to me, man. It got me again. This was the second time I saw it. It's still, it still really got to me. I had a lot of goosebumps on the second watch, man. A lot. I mean, there were a lot of scenes where I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I, I don't know what it is. He just, I don't know if it's the way the music is swelling up in the background or, or just the tension that's building on screen. But man, like I sat there like almost uh, unnerved, like I did the first time. And it's funny because I mean, how many horror movies have I seen? You know, 500 million, okay? I don't get scared <laughs> at horror movies anymore. Except I got kind of scared. You know, I, I, I kind of got that excited, scared feeling even the second time I watched this. I, I think that's the testament to how good of a movie it is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm not one of those people that I, I'm, I'm not vocal if something gets to me. Like, I'll kind of jump sometimes. Yeah. But the very first time we watched this back, I think it came out in April when it came out. Uh, we're sitting there on the couch, man, and you know we had the the music up pretty loud and stuff. And that scene where she's laying down in bed, I actually went, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I don't know why, but it really got like a it got a rise out of me, and I was like, and Shelly was laughing because even she did she just jumped a little. But I mean, me, I'm like I'm like a scared grown ass man. Yep. Oh, dude, I told her I told Ebra that we're doing this one. She's like, I am not watching that with you again. You have to watch that in your room. I'm like, eh. <laughs> um, you know, are you sure? I gave her a lot of shit for it, but yeah, it's 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 a fun movie to watch, you know. And I don't know, I don't really know what else to say. Well, you, you know, one of the things about this movie too that I mean, like I know we're like totally kissing its ass, but no, I I you know what though, I don't feel. Here's the thing, I don't I don't mind kissing a movie's ass if I liked it. I like well, it really. absolutely. I mean, it, it is a great movie. All right, I agree. But the thing I liked about this movie a lot is we were talking about how the scares, you know, they, you know, they happen off and on throughout the movie. But one thing I really liked is it had a lot of humor that worked 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. A lot of humor in this movie. I mean, like, j- just the scene, there's a scene where she's taking out garbage to the dumpster. Oh, yeah. And I was laughing my ass off because I remember doing that when I was uh, a busboy when I was 14 years old. Absolutely. And I'm sitting there trying to keep the lid open and throw a giant bag into it. <laughs> Dude, well, you know, and, and, and it's all those little charming scenes in the back and forth that kind of, like you said, take you off your guard. You know, after that scene, she goes, I mean, that's when she kind of goes down and into uh, that, uh, into the basement, you know, from the first time, you know, through that other door. And oh, yeah. You know, pretty scary. Well, so, you, you know, man, they, I'm just going to say right now, there's nothing. After the things she experienced, there's nothing that would have kept me in that hotel. <laughs> like, nothing. Dude. Being the last day, I'm out of here. Like, oh, I agree. I let that place burn. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> cool, man. But, uh, I mean, did you get any uh, double entendres in this movie? I did. You want to collaborate on anything? <laughs> I was... <laughs> Uh, nobody just ends up at the Yankee Peddler. Uh, I figure that Yankee Peddler is another word for my wiener. So there you oh, go. I thought uh, it was kind of like the Dateline thing with. Uh, oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Do you know why you're here? <laughs> have a seat. Go ahead and have a seat there. Um, we got to get it on tape. It's a moral impel imperative. <laughs> Again, about my wiener. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, the whole thing's got to be documented. Yep, it's a moral imperative. And I only got one of those. Okay. Come with me for a moment. That's what I. That's my pickup line at the bars. <laughs> nice. Like, come with me for a moment. Just for a moment, because that's all it takes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you wanted some too? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no, no. Only I get cookies. Whatever. <laughs> uh, I got some words to live by. I got one. I'm not negative. I am a realist, and there's a difference. Okay. So when I tell you that you need to see my wiener, I'm just being real. Okay. You gotta keep it real. Exactly. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> that, was that it? That's it, baby. Alright. My words to live by. Pessimism is just a higher form of optimism. I liked it. I don't know. I like that line. I don't know what it means, but you could probably, you know, get feel pretty smart when you say that. Well, I liked what he said after that, because after that he said something to the effect of um, optimism you have all these expectations and you're let down, but with pessimism, you have no expectations and sometimes it can go the other way and you're surprised and happy. Good point. Which I thought was kind of cool. I never thought about it like that. If you're a depressive jerk, but whatever. And, <laughs> yeah. And the, <coughs> the other one I have is I don't spend my time trying to figure out what women want, especially dead ones. Ooh. Oh, burn. <laughs> you always go look at graves for girls to take... Oh, I can't remember how it goes. It's in a Rob Zombie song. Whatever. It's in... I think that's actually in uh, Welcome to Planet Motherfucker. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. It's in the movie. It's funny because he takes all those like seemingly innocuous lines and makes them sound so dirty. <laughs> Love it. Any celebrity, anyway, oh, yeah, you're celebrity exciting. You already said that, didn't you? Oh, yeah. That's all I got. And we already did that. What about your blind eye? I didn't have a blind eye. There's, I mean, it's a well-crafted movie. There was no, you know, problems with CG. There was no problem with acting. There was no problem with pace. You know, a lot of the, a lot of the stuff that we become used to, you know, doing so, like super independent, you know, movies. I didn't have any. I mean, this, it, it, there, uh, there's. I mean, I'm not saying it's like the best movie I ever saw, but I'm saying it was totally engrossing. I enjoyed it. I, I agree, man. I have to turn. I have a blind eye though. Okay, I'm gonna be honest with you. I have to turn a blind. I have to turn a blind eye to the fact that they made my grandpa look like Kelly McGillis in this. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Why, Pappy? Why?" 
What a burn. Oh, man. It's as bad. You know, she just looked like an older lady. <laughs> well, oh my gosh, yeah. Well, you know what? It would be fine if she wasn't like this sex symbol back in the 80s in one of the biggest movies of all time. Well, that's that- what it is. I mean, that's exactly why. Because you think of her and, you know, in that leather jacket. Uh, with those glasses on and Tom the Midget Cruise. <laughs> I call him the Midget because I want to make him seem small because I know he's totally manly and I'm jealous, but whatever. I actually think he stands on crates or something. Whatever. I think he levitates. <laughs> this was They teach you that in Scientology. Oh, yeah, they do? I'm signing up. It's how Chris Angel does it. <laughs> it's douche magic. Douche magic, dude. I, I'd probably already have a real natural predication to douche magic. Yeah, anyway, uh, okay, so what do you get? Well, I'm going to be honest. The, the IMDb was a 5.6. It, and that's, that's about average, too. Yeah, but I think, I think it's kind of low for this movie. I totally agree with you. Like, I, I would give this, I mean, I'm not even sure what our highest rating is on here, but I would give it that. I think it was an excellent movie. Well, I mean, we could just use the old Cadaver Lab one. Cause this yeah, is I would cadaver. go Bonesaw. I'm going to go a high buy, actually. One of the best movies I've watched in a long time. Um, I, I, it's hard for me to come up with anything bad about it, you know. It was, I, don't, I mean, I'm not, like, wanting to. I mean, there's so many things in this movie, too, that I, I like, I want to mention, but we can't, because oh, dude. they give too much away. But, I mean, there are a lot of things in this movie that I really liked. So, I mean, I think I think it's layered pretty well. Like, I yeah. think, because there are things I caught on this watch that I didn't catch on the first, you know, viewing of it. Mm-hmm. So, I, mean, I definitely think, if anybody who's listening to this, if you haven't seen it, you need to see it. I, I totally agree with you. No, there's in in there's not there's I can't really say anything else that I haven't said. But the thing is, is if if you guys were to watch it, you'd know what we're talking about, and trust me, it is worth it. So there you go. Yeah, way better than that movie Muff we watched or Pelt. Pelt, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is so gross, dude. Anyway, no, that's cool. Um, I'm actually really impressed because uh, I mean, not for the show because I'd seen it before, like I said, but I mean, I was pretty surprised at how much I liked this movie. Um, you know, as, since I didn't really care for uh, House of the Devil very much, you know. But, no, I, f- I feel like it's a good one. Definitely go out and buy it. You give it a bone saw. That's all we got. Oh, yeah. Like, total bone saw, man. Awesome. Do we know what we're doing for next episode? I don't think we do yet, um, but, man. It, it, I, I like, coming off a movie like this, like, it, it's hard to, like, go back to a movie like... You know, you know, we're gonna have to. Yeah, we're gonna. We can't. If we go to pelts, we'll go into like some kind of shock. Exactly. And I don't, don't want to hurt my my health. So why don't we like go like uh, one that we at least know is decent? Yeah, I mean, I mean, a and that's that's not cheating, folks. We just got to work our way down to. Uh, well, as long tier. as it's independent, right? That that's the only thing. It doesn't matter as long as it's independent. It fits on the movie on this uh, podcast. Oh, absolutely. And this was put out by Magnolia mm-hmm. or Magnet. They're both the same company. Oh, is that right? Uh, Dark Sky was the one who put it together. Uh, oh, shit, you're right. Yeah. Magnet Magnolia put out um, House of the Devil. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought this was Dark Sky. It is Dark Sky, yeah. Cool. I get that confused all the time. I don't know why. It happens. Yeah. Gonna... <laughs> Man, but uh, yeah, like I think definitely in a month we'll have a, another kick-ass episode. Absolutely, and just so you know, um, we are both within reach to losing that thing next week. Oh my god, dude! You know I really have to amp this one up. Or next month. 
Yeah. Like, I really, and I'm serious, like, uh, when I get off the phone, I'm, I'm going to be up all night, like, crafting this. <laughs> you're going to be crafting your, your uh, you know, for the next month. Um, you know, and two, it, it's October. It's the, um, it's the uh, Halloween month, man. We got oh, some, dude. All I'm saying is we better pick a pretty solid movie. Oh, we will, man. Like, you know what? I'm, yeah, I, I'm definitely, I'll, I'll cram for this. I'm, I'll, we'll have an, an, a solid trivia. We'll have a kick-ass movie. <laughs> Might even have a pinata. Ooh. Uh, ooh. Really? Can it be of Kelly McGillis? Because I, I feel like if she's going to be that ugly, we, we have to be able to say that we beat her with the uh, <laughs> I want a pinata of Kelly McGillis. I want to be able to beat on it with my beef barnacle. <laughs> that's really gross dude you texted me that today I, I've uh, I've said that three or four times today it's probably one of the most hideous things I've ever heard but whatever We're gonna go. I love it I don't know the other day I was just talking and I said that and I was like well, I like that <laughs> oh dude it's, it's it's one of a kind man well is that all we got for today then oh that's it man this episode's a little shorter than usual but Okay. Well, that's because we didn't answer all. Uh, uh, it, it, we got our trivia pretty quick. That is. Uh, you're right. That's exactly why it was so short, man. Is because, like, you got yours like on the first guest, almost every one. It seemed like. That's because uh, I'm starting to feel good about it coming into my own. I guess whatever. You're glowing, dude. Oh man, I feel like it. I feel like I just I'm done with my period and I just I'm pregnant and I'm glowing. All right. <laughs> awesome. Oh, man. So, all right, man. So uh, that's it for this episode of Cadaver Indies. If you want to reach us, you know how. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, email email uh, Johnny at uh, johnnykrug at gmail.com. Yep. Is that right? And yep, me, that... you can get me at mike at uh, corpsecollective.com um, or cadaverlab.com. And do you, you still have your Cadaver Lab? I do. Like, I have Cadaver Lab and Cinema Corpse, but, like, I don't. I haven't been to him in a long time because I don't remember my password for either one. Oh well, that sucks balls. Yeah, hit him up at johnnykrug at gmail dot com because <laughs> I have like sixteen email addresses. I know. But you know what's funny is I forward them all to my Cadaver Lab one anyway, so it's going to end up there one way or the other. Well, that's pretty smart. Yeah. Well, I'm a pretty smart guy. Kicking your ass at trivia. Oh man, <laughs> three points, dude. Is it three I'm points? Just, yeah, it's three points. All right, man. Just kidding. Cool, next man. Time, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave you down by three points next time. Yeah. That sounds hot and erotic, but uh, I say bring it on. Bring it. All right. <laughs> Catch you guys later. See you.